0: Whenever it's time to talk business, whenever the stakes are high, that their words fall on deaf ears, they're probably suffering from an admiration gap. If you're only able to talk to and connect with people that look, act, think like you, you're, you're gonna be very limited in your influence.
1: Welcome to the Marketing Boost Solutions Podcast. Join host Marco Torres, co-founder of marketingboost.com, along with expert guests as they deliver incredible, proven solutions to your marketing challenges in each power-packed episode. Captain Marco has guided thousands of entrepreneurs growing their sales and marketing through the use of value-add incentives. His Facebook groups are home to more than 84,000 entrepreneurs who are raking in sales with his advice. Get ready to be blown away with game-changing lessons for your business.
2: Welcome to another episode of the Marketing Boost Solutions Podcast. Today, I'm really excited to interview a fabulous guest, with a lot of stage experience, et cetera, Mr. Lance Brown. Lance is the creator of the Influence Formula and the popular Influence Spectrum Quiz. As a professional speaker, he has shared his groundbreaking formula on stages nationwide. His background includes time as a prolific fundraiser, dynamic sales trainer, highly rated professional, and published author. He's He has a bachelor's degree in marketing, a master's degree in executive leadership. He's married with six kids. I don't know how he does that. All boys. And sometimes is known as Mr. Clean Lookalike. Welcome. Hello, Lance Brown. Say hello.
0: <laughs> hey, Marco. Uh, so good to be on your podcast. I've just been looking forward to this since we we booked this. So what an honor. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Thank you. I know our community of business owners will enjoy uh, hearing about influence and how you train on that, uh, uh, that idea of how to be a, a good leader, et cetera. How did you get into this field? Tell us a little bit about your background. I mean, obviously you got a bachelor's degree and so forth, but what made you become a, a uh, get into the role of being a stage speaker and covering this particular topic?
0: Sure. Well, much of what I've learned, Marco came from the school of hard knocks. And I mean that quite literally as a door-to-door salesman for a 12-year period, I figure I've knocked on about 100,000 doors. I have the calluses to prove it. Um, and these weren't just doors, this was 100,000 people, people with unique backgrounds, perspectives, and and insights. And um, so, it, you know, I think it's Nils Bohr who said, an expert is just somebody that's filled multiple times in a particular area or field. Well, if you've never tried door-to-door sales, Marco, it's, a like, it's like emotional whack-a-mole. And uh, so, so much of what I learned didn't come from the safety of my college classrooms. You know, I, you'd mentioned I got a marketing degree and a master's degree in executive leadership. But while I was trying to pay for those degrees, I earned what I like to say is a PhD in people. PhD in people, and as my expertise grew, um, you know, naturally I got put into positions of of leadership, and I've recruited, trained, and managed about 600 salespeople, and um, and I was just always fascinated by how we, you know, these guys they'd have the same exact product they were representing, same exact sales script, same training, a lot of them same manager, same area, and yet the results varied significantly. And so I became a student of influence early and I've since kind of moved that into a more academic setting where I currently, I I work as a fundraiser and uh, an adjunct professor at Utah Tech University. And so as I've just, you know, I've taught in this fundraising role, I talk people out of, you know, millions of dollars and I I continue to work with with people and and try to grow influence. and, And I observe these people with significant influence. And as I've just tried to kind of formulate everything that I've learned into an easy to understand, you know, framework. That's where this, this influence formula was born.
2: Who, um, I mean, I'm fascinated by that as well. My background is similar. I grew up, uh, I didn't get all the bachelor's degree. I dropped out of college and what have you, became an entrepreneur early on. And uh, by the time I was 23, I had five restaurants and a nightclub. So my goal was to hire the guys I was going to school with. And I yeah. yeah, but uh, who influenced you? Before we get into the nitty gritty of your uh, content that my audience is going to love, but who was one of your biggest influencers early on? Who have you admired most in your life?
0: Oh wow! Um, you know, I think we're nothing more than than um, just a product of our influences—the great people around us. You know, we like to think that we've achieved things that we've achieved all on our own, but really. We've just taken little bits and pieces of the incredible people we have the, the blessing to associate with that invest in us, that coach us, that mentor us. Um, you know, I um, speaking of somebody specifically. So i i i, uh, I served a, a church mission, and it was it was a, a two year appointment, and um, and I went from this little teeny town. Canab, uh, Utah. We're talking one stoplight, rural town to to Miami, Florida, and I, you know, my very first area I was in Little Havana. I wish you could have seen me on my first day. I was like, I don't think we're in Kansas anymore, and uh, I was completely out of my comfort zone. And there were there were other missionaries. Um, you know, I think of some individuals that that I just respected so much. I related to him, but I also admired the things that they they did. I had a a mission leader that, you know, almost doubled as my second dad. I mean, I've got an incredible father who who's probably my biggest influence. But I just looked up to him in in everything he'd accomplished in his career. He was a successful physician, business person, but also just had heart and depth and humility and and cared about the work that we were doing and the people that we were serving, and so it's always when I see that combination, Marco, and, and individuals that are both people that are competent but also warm that that I'm attracted. I'm attracted to that, and that's how I've tried to model my life.
2: By the way, folks, if you're listening to this uh, or watching us on YouTube, you're going to want to jot down LanceBrown.com, where you can find more about Lance, and we'll be covering more about that along the way. Uh, But Lance, um, as a, what would you say, why is influence so important? And, you know, how did you, uh, how is influence developed as a person? How do you develop it? And why is it so important? I mean, I'm not talking about the influencer, you know, Facebook uh, YouTubers and what have you. I would imagine you're, from what I've gathered from your uh, training that I've seen about you, it's a whole lot deeper than that. So why is it important and how do you develop it?
0: Sure. So the reason I decided to really dial in on this, this area, Marco, is because we, we've all felt the frustration of not feeling heard. We felt that, that pain of whether it's, You know not being taken seriously from a supervisor whether it's not getting a job promotion maybe having a disconnect with a close family member you know it it happens daily where we're like gosh i just wish i could get through to johnny or get get so and so to you know start following policy or be a better team player or or whatever and so just daily I, i i experience this and and you know yeah there's there's persuasion Which to me feels a little bit more transactional and and there's nothing wrong with that um but influence is is a little bit more lasting and when we can establish that with those we're trying to you know to move to inspire to motivate um you know it's it's they're they're locked in they they lock in and they they want to follow your your lead so you know this influence formula kind of came about i was I was at this manager training that we had, and I always look forward to these because I love learning from the best. And I had this guy who's my top performer five years in a row. And he, um, I mean, he not only outsold his his peers by a little bit, I mean, he was making three, four, five, 10 times as much money as his peers. And I'll never forget one day, we were at this training, and he stood up to kind of share everything he knew on the topic of of sales. And 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 I looked around at my other sales all-stars expecting them to be soaking it up, and they were doing precisely the opposite. They were tuning him out. I was sitting there thinking, what? why aren't you listening to him? This guy is making 10 times as much money as you. And so as I sat there uh, in contemplation, it struck me, Marco, they weren't tuning him out because he was boring. Heck, this guy, he could he could charm a TSA agent. And it wasn't because... He was arrogant or off-putting. He was very liked within the company. And it wasn't even because these guys were jealous of him. It was a very bright, mature group. The reason they weren't listening to him is they couldn't see themselves in him. They couldn't replicate the things he was teaching. If I were to put into words kind of the sediment I was I was witnessing that day, it would have been something to the effect of, yeah, that works for you. But that's you, man. Like you're Superman. What is that? What does it have to do to us? And in that moment, I learned important truth that all the credibility in the world is useless if those you're trying to influence can't relate to you. And so I, I understood this power of relatability and, and its combination with, with its companion characteristic credibility. And so to answer your question, influence is achieved when, you, when, when a combination of both of those key characteristics or attributes are seen. So to have influence with others, they need to see within you a combination of both credibility and relatability. And either characteristic, in in isolation, will yield very little influence.
2: Huh. So, leading Mag to my next question is, uh, what are the typical mistakes we all make as um, uh, as people trying to make and and you know influence others?
0: Yeah, so if you're trying, if you're struggling to influence those around you, you're experiencing one of two problems. Um, you're either experiencing a admiration gap or a connection gap. Now, an admiration gap occurs when those you're trying to influence don't see you as credible. So I had this, this other sales guy once, Marco, that he was a great morale guy, a great team player. Whenever he walked into the room, the place lit up. Everybody loved him. He was the kind of guy you wanted on your team. But I noticed whenever promotion time came around that, that I had to pass on him because his sales performance wasn't quite up to par. And I remember after one of these Passovers, he came up to me and he said, dude, I thought, I thought we were buddies. See, he mistakenly equated popularity with influence. While it's a part of it, it doesn't paint the whole picture. And I had to share with him. The harsh truth that while he was liked even loved because he wasn't admired he was going to have very limited influence and there's tons of examples of the admiration gap out there you know people trying to give you money advice when they're broke giving you health advice when they're overweight and breathe heavy you know walking up the stairs right so we have a hard time tuning in to people that aren't credible uh, no doubt. so that-
2: Yeah, that reminds me of being in the hospital after my open heart surgery. And then the person that came in to give me my, uh, uh, to talk to me about my new eating habits and new diet that I needed to work on to control my diabetes and my heart uh, was this huge overweight woman. (laughs) (laughs) And that was, yeah, that's a good example of no. And she had all the answers, huh? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, just leave me the paper there. I'll read it (laughs) later. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. So that's one up op- that's one issue. That's the, the admiration gap and the other is is what I call a connection gap. And a connection gap occurs when those you're trying to influence don't see you as relatable. And so I already shared the example of my my top performing sales manager. He was incredible performer, had cr- all the credibility in the world. But people couldn't see themselves in him. He was a little bit linear. You know I work in a university. I see this all the time. We have these PhDs that do their you know doctoral dissertations. they get so they get drowned in their own expect- or expertise. And then they're tasked with teaching 18 year olds just out of high school, right? And it's like they're they're on the cutting edge of, of their work. And yet they're trying to relate to kids and, you know, you see the connection gap all the time when, when, in generations, you know, and what's really frustrating is some people can enjoy all the influence in the world in one setting, like maybe a boss at work, only to find that they might have very little influence in another context, like maybe with a teenager at at home. And, and so... So what's great is is if you're struggling to get through, you can you can say, okay, what am I experiencing here? An admiration gap or a connection gap. And, and a lot of times you can borrow those characteristics. We can always you know, and I can talk to you if, you if you'd like, maybe maybe it's another day about how to increase in credibility and relatability, but you can also borrow it, Marco. And so like, for instance, I'm a fundraiser and and all I do is hang out with millionaires, people that have sold businesses people that have occupied the, you know, the corner suite, And I've never done either of those things, just in case your listeners were wondering, I've never (laughs) sold a business for millions or billions of dollars. So a lot of times what I'll do is legwork. And then when it's time to go in for an ask, I will, I'll pull in the president of the university or the athletic director, or even better, like a peer, a, a fellow donor, that can make that ask. So if you're struggling, you can ask yourselves, who would this message come better from? Who might resonate more? Who might have more credibility or, or be able to relate better to this audience?
2: You know, speaking of your, just to take a kind of a go back a little bit about your background, tell us a bit about that fundraising, which is amazing, what you've done for the uh, Utah tech university and probably others. Um, as part as as part of your credibility and authority, just, just yeah. Quick...
0: Oh, sh- sorry. Go ahead.
2: No, no, no. Just I was just gonna say, give us a little bit. I'm gonna share my screen while while you're on that subject and on your website a little bit about your background there. But uh, yeah, tell us about your fundraising, and what you've done for your uh, community.
0: Yeah. So when I, you know, I had this great sales background and. It was all I'd known, and you know, I had a friend that worked here at the university. Um, you know, you talked about people that have influenced me in my life. He's he's one of them, and he he said, "Hey, I've known you've always wanted to work closely around athletics. Um, you know, there's a job down here with your your name on it, and you know, I was I was looking for something new, and I and I came down here." And, was curious if my sales experience would transfer to fundraising experience. And I'll tell you, I've never lived in this community, Marco. And so I was tasked with raising millions of dollars for a new football stadium and, and locker room remodel amongst other things. And I didn't know a soul, let alone a soul with money, right? So it was just, I was just sitting there staring at a phone book. <laughs> this was eight years ago and trying to, to, Build my influence in this town. And, you know, it's been fun now. You know, I, I was able to accomplish that. We, we cut the ribbon on our, our $23 million football stadium remodel last season. It's been huge for our program as we're transitioning to Div- division one status. And I've enjoyed a lot of success, but what's so satisfying to me now is, you know, we're a fairly small town, 200,000 people in Southwest Utah, all walking to a grocery store, and <laughs> my kids are like, "Don't let Dad go in because he'll, he'll he won't come out." You know, because I just run into so many people now that uh, that I it, it's just so fun to have this wide circle of influence now, and and I'd like to think that's achieved through through these principles that that I teach that I've established some trust. Um, you know, people people like me. <laughs> I think I'm pretty easy to get along with. And, and, you know, and I've done some things that that's increasing my, my credibility within the community. So, so yeah, we've accomplished a lot. We've got a lot to do still, and it's been a perfect compliment to my, my prior, you know, background.
2: Cool. Well, thanks for sharing that on how people let's take a break and we'll be right back. When we hear from our sponsor marketing boost. We'll be right back.
1: It's time to wow, surprise, and impress your clients with the most powerful customer draw card available anywhere. The Marketing Boost Solutions Show is brought to you by Marketing Boost, where you can get valuable travel and restaurant incentives to drive your leads from prospects to paying customers. Now you can offer complimentary hotel stays in over 130 destinations worldwide. Go to marketingboostsolutions.com and try it for free right now.
2: Welcome back to the Marketing Boost Solutions Podcast. We're talking about how to create that, how to fill the gaps between influence and credibility and being able to influence the, the whoever it is around you that you're trying to influence in the right ways. Uh, we're talking to the expert Lance Brown, who's been a fundraiser, a sales expert. And uh, Lance, let's talk about a little bit more. We've talked about you know the gaps that people have in influence and uh, how they can borrow influence from others. Um, how do people discover their own influence gaps? What, and you know, let's go there. Yeah, how do, how do you even know? I mean, I took your, by the way, we'll get to that later. I went ahead and took your quiz on that and, yeah. and the results were very interesting and, and true when I figured that out. But that's what causes these gaps in people's influence and how can they discover that they even have these influence yeah. gaps?
0: Well, let's let's just go there now. That's this is why I built that assessment tool and it's taken me uh, about 2 years. So it's not like you're, <laughs> you know the personality quizzes you see on social media like which Disney princess are you? This is a this is a real real effort here to help people discover where their inclinations are. I found that most people predominantly rely on one of these key characteristics or the other or their influence, just depending on their background, their values, kind of the stage of life they're in, um, you know, their career discipline. And so if you go to LanceWBrown.com, you can take the influence spectrum, spectrum quiz and find out if you're a rocket scientist or a comedian. And uh, these are the symbols I use for extreme credibility or relatability. Um, some people will be like, ah, I got comedian and I don't really think I'm that funny. And I'm like, You're right, you're not. But <laughs> um, no. Um, what that really means more is just your, you know, your observational intelligence, your your ability to to read, read people and, you know, um So, so without, without honesty, without really having a picture of where we're at, it's hard to progress. It's hard to grow. Yeah. There's a full length version, which is about 30 questions. Or if you're ADD like me and you need a short version, you can take a a 10 question um, version of the quiz and it'll, it'll spit out your result. And you can see where you kind of what your inclinations are when it comes to trying to influence other people. And I don't do that to put people in a box to say oh this is you and this is how you are because really what the influence formula states like any multiplication formula the the greater the inputs the greater the outcome the the greater your your reach so the more credibility you have multiplied by by your ability to relate to a wide array of people will determine your influence and your reach and you can always get get better at those things but first let's find out where you're at um you know, take the quiz and then, you know, we can learn how to, how to improve it, how to increase it. And, and I got one other just kind of tip for your listeners here. I don't know, Mark, have you ever had the pleasure of just asking somebody for some honest feedback, like a friend, a supervisor, a peer, just like, Hey, what, what do I stink at? Like what, you know, what, uh, what are my blind spots? Like, what am I missing? Have you ever done that?
2: Uh, Rarely. I'm all, I guess I'm afraid to hear what they
0: might get you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Most people kind of shy away from that real, because it's not fun. But, but when you can get that really honest feedback, um, hmm. it helps tremendously with, okay, here's what I think about me. Here's what my mom thinks about me. But what are the people I'm trying to get through to, trying to influence, think about me? And am I am I being perceived as as having one of these these gaps? And so, you know, I I tried to create this quiz so that people didn't have to do that. But I actually recommend that people do that from time to time as well. well. This is
2: kind of that purpose. In other words, instead of you know, an easier way to do it is to fill out this quiz versus asking people, what do you really think about me?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I heard a quote the other day that I think applies. Um, it's really quite profound. It says, when you're dead. You don't know that you're dead. The pain is only felt by those around you. And the same thing is true when you're stupid. So (laughs) you can either be blissfully ignorant, um, just remain stupid, or you can get real about yourself, right? And uh, because it's competitive out there. So,
2: Mm -hmm. So you talked a little bit earlier about some real world examples of the connection gap, you know, the admiration gap, like the the professor's, well, the professor's story was more like the connection gap. What do you mean by the um, real world, you know, some examples of uh, admiration gap?
0: So, um, <laughs> you know, I, I think a lot about You know, probably the most entertaining example of the admiration gap is comes from Saturday Night Live's most watched sketch of all time, um, brilliantly portrayed by the late Chris Farley. Um, Matt Foley's a motivational speaker, tasked to inspire young people to live a life of productivity and success. When he himself eats a steady diet of government cheese and lives in a van down by the river, right? Have you have you seen that? So the guys guys no matter how well-intentioned you are, how likable you are, if you're not admired or respected, you're, you're you know, you're going to be limited in your influence. And so, if your listeners feel like they enjoy great camaraderie amongst their peers, their supervisor, even customers and clients, but feel like whenever it's time to talk business, whenever the stakes are high, that their words fall on deaf ears, they're they're probably suffering from an admiration gap. It's very common with young people that don't have a Big resume. So the ways to overcome that are to increase your credibility, or you know, education, experience, um, the the skills that you're, you know, your your talents, any any acknowledgments, awards, uh, certifications. These are kind of the things that help you establish your your credibility, and and those take time. And so sometimes young people have to get be really really good on the relatability side to make up for it be very likable very understanding very patient um and and sometimes you may just not have the credibility to like i said when when i'm soliciting a million dollar don- donation i lot i have to pull the president of the university in because i'm just not i don't have one of those titles yet so
2: right so that's what you mean by borrowing it can you so when you're young you're going to relate to uh, your your sales manager your somebody else that you can bring in, somebody else you can talk about as the credibility or the admiration gap that you might have in your own is what I'm gathering from what you're saying. Correct?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't really go into like how your, your relatabilities, you know, increase. A lot of people think you either have this or you don't like it's inborn. You either got it or you don't, but I am here to tell you that this 100% not only can, but must be learned. And, you develop your ability to relate to others through a lot of things, um, you know, diversity, like ex- exposing yourself to a wide variety of of influences and experiences. You know, if you're incredibly linear, you're only able to talk to and connect with people that look, act, think like you, You're you're going to be very limited in your influence. And so I'm such a huge proponent of being... Jack of all trades and master of one. Because that the one, that's what would establish it, say, you know, you you got really good at sales, you know, marketing, whatever. Um, but but you need to be conversant in accounting or in finance, you know, in order to to be able to relate to to a wide array of people. So um so I I encourage that people to pick up a book that challenges their thinking. Um always try to stay open-minded and just be curious, you know. About a vast array of experiences. That's how you can broaden kind of yourself. Other things are things like empathy, um, you know, listening skills. People need understanding, like they need to breathe. Um, I mean, just truly learning to listen and to just just be empathetic. And uh, uh, some of the most influential people I know are are show great restraint. They 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 wait and listen and and wait for walls to come down before you know kind of pouncing. So, um, yeah, those are a few things you can do to increase in, in your relatability.
2: Yep. What's the simplest thing people can do to immediately increase their circle of influence?
0: Well, I would, I would you know, I talked about how it takes time to develop credibility right like it takes time to go get a PhD <laughs> right to write a book to climb the corporate ladder like and and you need to you need to continue to always do that but but you can relatively easy increase on the other side of the formula by man I, I think I think humor is a totally underutilized tool for influence right it's like some it's like you could you could just learn a joke right and that almost like all humor really is at its core is is common observation we laugh when we relate right so whenever you make a joke and somebody gets it it's it's a like a magical bond is formed, like a secret handshake like i get you right and so you know it might sound dumb to say hey learn to be funny instead of go get a new another phd but but Honestly, you, you can increase your, your relatability through humor. Um, you can increase it through, like I said, just practicing better listening skills. These are things that don't take decades and, and yet can really win over a lot, a lot of people. So, um, so I'm a bigger proponent probably of focusing on developing that than credibility, because I think that's pretty naturally, you know, we we all have our resume and our LinkedIn and our, you know, we're always putting that stuff out there, man, people like to do business with people they know, like, and trust, really like and, and,
2: trust. Yep.
0: and work on that.
2: Let's be right back. We're going to hear from our sponsor automation booster and don't go away.
1: Is your business on autopilot yet? Do you have automation in place to capture, nurture, and convert prospects into clients via email, SMS, ringless voicemails, appointment setting? Get all the inbound and outbound marketing tools in one place. Go to MarketingBoostSolutions.com for more on automating your business so you can make money while you sleep.
2: Welcome back. We're here with Automation. We're here with the Marketing Boost Solutions podcast. You just heard from Automation Booster. Guys, if you haven't automated your business, if you're not using a CRM like Automation Booster, go check that out. It can totally revolutionize your business on how you're communicating with your clients via email, text message, voicemail broadcasting, and automate all kinds of tasks. Check out AutomationBooster.com. We're here talking to Lance Brown about how you can influence. And one of the thoughts I have on all of this is why? Why do we need to influence more people? I've, I've talked to business owners in, in, in my career. I've talked to people in my entire life. Been a salesman like Lance, knocked on a whole lot of doors in my life. And one of the things I find a lot of people always seem to say is I hate sales and I hate salespeople and I'm not a salesperson, and I can't do that. It's, you know, those, you have the gift of gab. I don't kind of thing. And, um, at the end of the day, you know, why do you need to learn to have that skill of having that authority, that credibility and being able to influence others? If you're in business for yourself, Guess what if you're not selling you're not making any money you've got to be able to and, and and whether you're even if you're not in business for yourself you're trying to climb that corporate ladder that takes an ongoing salesmanship on your part you're going to be selling yourself to your colleagues your your supervisors your manager your hr person when it comes time for annual reviews and all of that is are you relatable are you credible do you have that like trust and factor so Lance, give us some more yeah. reasons on, on, you know, again, to simplify this whole thing, but um, why influence is important and how to be building that.
0: So Daniel Pink wrote a book called To Sell is Human, and he, they interviewed um, thousands of people in, in professions that he would consider non cells and in, in non-sells roles, like you said, and if you're a business person, you know, to you got to sell or die, right? And, and he was talking to people that aren't in that category, right? Um, and even they said, I think the figure, Marco, was 60% of their daily activities are what he would consider he, non-selling selling, meaning trying to, influence people to 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 do their you know to follow their idea or to comply or to do this and so even in non-sales professions <laughs> that's how like it, yeah like the hr
2: department you're trying to get the entire organization to do and act certain ways do certain things well you got to sell people on it or else they're going to not follow them <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. And so research shows that one of the biggest frustrations we experience as humans is our inability to get other people to cooperate. I mean, think about how much time of your, your day is dedicated to getting people to do what you want. And so I just, I see that pain everywhere. I see it everywhere. I experience it in my own life can't even get my six-year-old to clean up his bedroom mark (laughs) so and so that's that's selling and that's influencing and so um i i think it's fairly obvious but but you're you're right sometimes it's not people people don't like that label and i'm like well guess what honey (laughs) it's it's life and uh and so i take great satisfaction in learning these principles through a you know like i said A hundred thousand doors, Marco, that was hard. That was difficult. There were times I remember just wanting to quit, give up, give in, pack up, go home. I mean, I was reduced to tears multiple occasions. And so I've spent over a decade and a half understanding these things that I think could be so helpful to moms of teenagers to hr departments to entrepreneurs to people that 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 really if they fully sat and looked at it would appreciate that yeah a huge chunk of my life requires this influence and that's why i wanted to to lend help to this issue
2: so where do people go to find you and take the next step
0: sure thank you um so just LanceWBrown.com, I think a good step is just to go take that quiz. It's free, and, um, and it's fun. I try to make it fun, and um, it's good use of your time. Um, and you can you can opt in there for my newsletter if you want more content and information. Um, and then, yeah, if people are interested in having me come to their organization and do some some training on influence, um,
1: I, I'm happy to
0: do that, and they can they can all find it. Right there. Shoot me an email. Fill out my form.
2: The different topics you cover, from leadership to building teams to growing your building your sales uh, staff, um, building a strong mission. You've got all the variety of different speeches that you are known for. So, folks, here's where you go to lancebrown.com, lancebrown.com, and book him for your next event, or follow him and learn some more on. Five Reasons to Book Lance. Yep. All right. Well, Lance, this has been a fabulous conversation. I've learned a lot on, and I'm going to, I took the quiz. I've got a number of emails right back from you on, about how I can improve the, uh, you know, from, from taking the quiz. So everybody out there, go to lancebrown.com. I strongly suggest it. take the quiz. You'll immediately get a few emails on some ideas on how you can be, um, improving your uh, your ability to influence others in your circle. Uh, thanks again. Folks, if you like the content we brought to you today, please like, share, and subscribe. Uh, comment below if you have any questions or comments below. The links to LanceBrown.com and this uh, quiz are also down in the notes below, both on the podcast and on YouTube. We'd like you to like, share, comment, and give us a review, if you would, if you're on one of the podcast platforms. Thank you again, and we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to another episode of Marketing Boost Solutions Podcast with your hosts, Captain Marco Torres. Now it's on you. Take the next step now. Go to marketingboostsolutions.com for more on how you can wow, delight, and surprise your clients with the most amazing draw card on the planet. So stay thirsty, my friends. Stay thirsty for knowledge. See you next time.